0: I'm Denise, she's a non-fiction editor, and I'm Louise, she's a fiction editor, and together we're The Editing Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome back to The Editing Podcast. So we have a guest this week, and it's Sarah Calfee of Three Little Words. Welcome Sarah, it's lovely to have you. Thank you, it's lovely to be here.
0: Yeah, thank you for joining us, Sarah. So Sarah's a specialist romance editor who works predominantly with independent authors. And as she asks on her website, are you writing a kissing book? Sarah, I just love that. (laughs) It's wonderful branding.
1: It really is. It really just frames exactly what it is that you do. Um, So, Sarah, can you start by telling us a little bit about the kinds of editing that you do? Is it developmental? Is it copy editing? What do you focus on? I do all the editings except proofreading. I do
2: developmental, substantive, line, and copy editing, and I'm thinking about how to add book coaching
1: to my services. Ah, Do you want to tell us a little bit about what book coaching is and how maybe that differs from developmental editing um
2: to be honest i am still trying to figure that out Um, a lot of people in the romance like romance editors are offering that as a service Mm -hmm. and i think it's because um a lot of romance authors are just trying out and they're trying to to figure out how to to write the romance books, which is actually a lot harder than people expect it to be. Mm. And um, yeah, I think with book coaching, you take it step by step. So instead of coming in with an entire manuscript, you come in with an idea or maybe a partial manuscript and you sit down with your editor and you do maybe three or four chapters and discuss and go back and rewrite. So it's
0: it's maybe a lot more custom isn't it a lot more tailored towards the actual particular author's needs rather than the kind of more structured approach that a full-on developmental edit might take I think it also
1: sounds maybe a bit less threatening to a new author as well that you're you know you're framing it as coaching so they're they're learning from and it's like you're working together rather than that sort of um, I think some people think of editing as being much more sort of transactional they hand you something you give them something back it's like maybe you're working alongside them a little bit more if you frame it as, as coaching it's so yeah, yes. in the wording isn't it
0: teacher student kind yeah, of approach yeah. that's brilliant so Sarah why did you choose to specialize in romance, romance editing what appealed
2: okay well there are two reasons The first is because the thought of generalizing and trying to be good at all kinds of genres sent me into a panic. (laughs) Um, Back when I was in my MFA program, we did lots of workshopping and I just remember all the different kinds of stories. Sometimes I couldn't give decent feedback if I didn't know the rules of a specific genre. Mm -hmm. So um, I decided to pick one genre and really dig into its plot and all those rules only people in the community know yeah. Um, I chose romance specifically because it's huge with lots of indie authors mm-hmm. and it seemed like a great place to
1: find clients. Um, so that's a ve- that's a very um, sort of business strategic approach, approach that you've taken there, um, Sarah. You've obviously thought very carefully about why romance editing. Um, I want to know, do you read romance as well? Or did you before you made this decision?
0: That was yeah. going to be my question. <laughs> was it? <Sorry>. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, actually, um, I didn't really
2: read that much romance. I always mm-hmm. was like romance adjacent. Like I always loved Pride and Prejudice and I always enjoyed a romance in a story, but mm-hmm. I was kind of put off from like the nineties romances from when I was a, a teenager and in my early twenties. Um, and then, you know, I came back around to it and I just, I got totally hooked, um, Mm-hmm. modern romance is amazing the older stuff is pretty good too but like um it's just once you realize how complex and hard it is to write a truly good romance you can really appreciate um the effort that puts into it and it's it's just some of it so much of it can be really funny and um enjoyable and it's mm-hmm. just you know you know that the uh, that the characters are gonna be happy at the end and you know right now with
1: that
2: it's just so nice to go into a book and feel like you're gonna be happy and nobody has to die there has to be no <laughs> nobody has to it's, be violence
1: <laughs> it's totally the other end of the spectrum of the stuff that I love to read which is like horror and post-apocalyptic <laughs> fiction and that sort of thing but I, I do enjoy a good romance and a happy ending every now and again um Sarah you've already mentioned how um potentially what a huge market it is for an editor and generally as a publishing market it is I think if not it's one of the biggest if not the biggest yeah yeah isn't it can you um tell us a little bit about the market and the difference perhaps between um indie authors and publishers and how they approach it and and how you work with them
2: Okay, the answer is not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I'll explain something different. I love
0: an honest guess. <laughs>
2: yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um,
2: no, no, no. I, I have stuff I can say about the market. I just, I don't know specific things about the market. That's I can fine. tell you, I can tell you that there are a lot of traditional publishers. Um, I know a few of their names, but I've never really looked at them too closely because honestly, from the editing perspective they pay very badly in my opinion and I'd Mm -hmm. rather work with an independent author Mm. so that's what I focused on another thing I know is that out of the thousands and thousands and thousands of romance authors readers I think about half of them also want to write books
1: that's interesting isn't it and out of that half
2: maybe about 25% 25% will actually go off and try it, maybe even hire an editor. So there are mm. so many authors out there or future authors. So the market is really big in that area. Um, also, it's a huge community, it's a huge community. Um, mm. it's, they call themselves Romance Landia. I and wow. it includes everything: it's the books, the readers, the publishers, the authors podcasts that talk about the books, the Facebook groups for romance readers and authors. Um, There's even a romance editing Facebook group. There are websites that talk about and review romance books. There's romance Twitter, where you can follow many romance authors, and they talk about current events in Romance Vendia. Um, They talk about the books they're working on. There's stuff on Instagram, TikTok, BookTube, that's YouTube where people talk about romance books, I, I don't follow those last three, I'm too old, I guess, but <laughs> the point is, it's huge, and um, there's a lot of people in that community, and it can be a little overwhelming, but I have my favorite places to hang out.
0: So Sarah, with that in mind, if you were, if, if someone out there listening to this is a, is a, a, a new fiction editor yeah, they're developing their, their their market and they think they would like to specialize in 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 fiction um romance fiction editing because it there are there's so much um in that community where would you suggest that they start just as a, a kind of an intro to get a sense of of, of, of those, that community you're talking about is there one group or a couple of groups that you would recommend
2: yeah, there there is actually. Um, my very favorite website is called Smart Bitches Trashy Books. <laughs> what a great name! <laughs> <laughs> and the, uh, the 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 woman who runs it is called Sarah Wendell. She also has a podcast called um, Thing is Smart. The Smart Bitches Something Podcast. We'll um, look it look up it. and we'll put it in the show <laughs> notes. in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And uh, she's she's really great. She's been around for like. I don't know, twenty years. She's written a really great book called um *Beyond Heaving Bosoms: The Smart Bitches Guide to Romance Novels*. Well, that's a good name. Are you writing they? a kissing book,
1: smart bitches? I think yeah. I
0: might move from crime to um thrillers to, to romance. Yeah, you just
1: write about stabby things, don't you? <laughs>
2: gives a general history about romance it's a little bit dated at this point but it's still really good and her website is very um on you know on point for everything that's happening now um i have a very favorite podcast called heaving bosoms and there are two best friends who who um recap a romance novel every week and they're hilarious and um just talk about romance novels and it's really interesting from the perspective of an editor because you can listen to you know what interested them about the book what they thought was boring um and you learn a lot about like how romance plot works and just from the point of view of the reader, which is really, really yeah. good. I
1: always think that's a really useful thing to do. Um, I, I, I think we've said it in the podcast before um, that I, a great um, podcast to listen to, to 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 hear how readers deconstruct a book is my dad wrote a porno because they they talk <laughs> about it and the, uh. the character development and the the plot and the timelines and it's very funny as well. Um, but it's it's not necessarily what you would think about as I go-to to learn about um, you know developmental editing a book but there are certainly lots of things to learn there and um, that you can apply as a, an editor or a writer and have a good laugh while you listen to it as well. Yeah. <laughs> well Absolutely. I've heard
2: of my dad wrote a porno I haven't listened to it yet but it's mm-hmm. it's definitely on my um. yeah it's a listen to list yes yeah. yeah.
0: So um, what about, um, can we talk now about um, tropes, tropes and challenges and styles that stand out with romance editing and um, what what wannabe romance editors might need to consider in relation to those things?
2: Okay, I have a few things to say about that. Um, Well, the number one rule to remember about romance is that the book must have an H-E-A. That means happily ever after. (laughs) If you're in romance, you know what H-E-A means. Um, Yeah. Or HFN—that means happy for now. If ah, a novel—if a novel doesn't have an HEA, it's not a romance. The romance okay. reader goes to a romance book for the HEA. That's yeah. something that Romance Landia gets really, really annoyed about. If you argue about it,
0: mm-hmm. um,
2: would you ever argue whether a cozy murder mystery should avoid the
0: murder? No, right. no. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, that's really interesting because. Um, I don't think a lot of people who don't work in this field would necessarily think about in, in those terms, but there are absolutely audience ex- expectations. In a crime book or a thriller, Someone there needs to have been crime committed. I mean, that's just standard. And so, you know, in in, in a romance, there needs to be...
1: Happy Ever After. Yeah, yeah. So, so anybody in their ignorance writing something that didn't hap- have a Happy Ever After ending would presumably get slated in reviews and things like that because it didn't fulfill the reader expectations yes they, mm. would,
2: they would get murdered
1: right <laughs> and then it would be, <laughs> be up to me
2: yes. they would be very upset um and you know they wouldn't they might not sell more books it's it's very
0: Sarah, that's good. such a useful thing um uh, that's a really Excellent nugget. Thank you for passing that on, because Mm -hmm. people thinking about going into this field, that's something obviously an editor needs to know so they can guide authors in that way and not knowing, not understanding that is a, you know, that would be a a flaw in their knowledge. So thanks for that. That's a brilliant takeaway.
2: Um, Another thing I think is that um, want to be romance editors need to take into consideration is that um, Romancelandia is very, very serious about romance. They're very Mm -hmm. aware um, that the world looks down on them. And if you come into the community with the attitude that romance is trash or unintelligent, you'll get eviscerated. (laughs) Because the women (laughs) who write the romance are often lawyers or, you know, (laughs) high-end professional people they love their romance but they're really really clever so you just don't want to mess with them <laughs> okay,
1: good point because um, <laughs> it is I think there is this you're dead right about the the sort of snooty view of, of romance that's sort of pervasive in uh, you know a lot of sort of reading communities or publishing communities that sort of look down on it if they don't work in it and they don't they don't want to understand it so it's, yeah. which is
0: outrageous isn't it given yeah. that um so many people want to read it that's like saying that's like disrespecting yeah. people's right to choose what they enjoy reading and 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 the market has spoken hmm
2: exactly um and you know i don't want to say that romancelandia doesn't have a sense of humor because they do laugh at more of the ridiculous aspects of romance like the clinch covers You know, those old covers with the wind and the hair and the boobs and the
1: legs,
2: (laughs) you know, but they do it with love and affection and they actually like the covers, but, you know, they'll talk about it and they'll make fun of it, but it's not done in a disrespectful manner. Yeah, That's really important. You have to come in with respect.
1: That's a really good point. Are you any any other little nuggets for us, Sarah? Because I'm Um, soaking these up here. Well, people have
2: a misconception that writing romance is easy. Mm. Um, be editors might come in and think the same thing um, mm. it does look easy a good romance book feels light and fluffy mm. but I think a good reference point is ballet the dancers look like they're floating above the stage but beneath it is bleeding toes and
1: hours and hours of practice um, that's a good analogy actually that really is is do you think that's maybe why so many romance uh, readers want to become authors because they maybe initially think that it looks easy yeah possibly Mm. possibly yeah definitely
0: I wonder Um, also if it's to do with the fact that most of us not all of us but most of us have experienced romance yeah Uh so it's something that we that we that we think you know there's that old trope um write what you know and so people have an idea of, of of what what might be involved whereas not everybody's committed a crime (laughs)
1: Absolutely,
2: <laughs> absolutely. That's definitely yeah. one of the reasons why. Um, it's relatable,
1: with, yeah, yeah. The,
2: the reason why it's so hard to write a romance is because the story, the action of the story happens inside the hearts and the minds of the two protagonists. Um, it's an emotional journey. And that means there has to be a lot of character development behind the scenes. And you have to write strategically to ensure you hit all the romance beats and create specific conflict that triggers the emotions of the protagonist. It's easy to get wrong, but when it's right, it's magic.
0: Oh, uh, you know what's really great coming across here as well that it, is that not only um, did you make a quite a strategic decision to go down this route, but also you have a very, it's, it's clearly obvious to me that you have a very, very clear understanding of what's required and, and But your passion's coming across as well. And there's no, I, you know, Denise and I said it before, when you enjoy your work, when you're, when you're passionate about your work, then I think it makes us better editors. And that's really, really coming across here. It's brilliant. Oh, thank you.
2: And I, and I do love it. I love romance and I'm passionate for my authors and I'm always excited to work with them.
1: So Sarah, um, a little bird tells us that you are in the process of writing a book. Is that right yes yes i mm. have a book that is almost completed um so why don't you tell us about it and and tell us how it's going to help budding romance editors and authors and um, to understand these complexities um that you've been talking about um with romance editing and writing and you're doing this through the lens of an existing text aren't you what actually inspired me to write How to Pride and Prejudice
2: is to explain some pretty tricky concepts to authors how to write romance in an understandable way. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: The hardest thing about writing a romance is creating the conflict between two main characters. Two people meet, they fall in love, and they a t a. But where's the story? How do you make the conflict? You can't pit two romance leads against one another, and you can't have them getting along the whole time. The readers are there to see the emotional struggle each character has to overcome to get to their ATA, and they want to be swept away by the romance. So explaining how to create this conflict is tricky. I have to say words like core conflict and character arts and emotional journey. Mm -hmm. And I wanted an excellent way to show people what I'm talking about. I thought Pride and prejudice would be the perfect example of an emotional journey because there's literally no external action except for people drinking tea in drawing rooms or dancing at balls. <laughs> That's so <And> true.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Any exciting physical action occurs off page. And yet, this romance story is an emotional roller coaster. So, how do you create conflict for romance characters? Let me just give you one little example. There's Darcy and he's the hero of Pride and Prejudice and he's a wealthy and proud man. He'd never consider marrying a woman below his status. So Jane Austen created a heroine who intrigues him with a lively personality and her constant teasing. The problem is, She's not of equal rank. She has no inheritance. And worst of all, she has a wildly embarrassing family.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you can already see where Jen Austen was going and where the conflict might come. So the book covers romance plot, the emotional journey from beginning to end. Um, using Pride and Prejudice, I go into detail about how to create romance protagonists as a pair for maximum emotional conflict. I discuss strategies for how to create more conflict through the middle of the story. And I write down how to create an emotionally satisfying, happy ending.
0: You know what? I think the fact that you've... One thing I keep hearing is when... Um, sometimes um, when people have listened to um, our podcasts or Denise's our blogs that Denise and I have written, what we often hear time and time again is thank you for the examples. And what you've done is built... Uh, a teaching tool out but using one giant example which means some the readers have always got a frame of reference and that's okay. so useful
1: when that's you a, I think it's brilliant when you're it's talking about idea. abstract concepts it's very difficult for people to to hang them on yeah. something yeah without without you giving them guidance so like you say ha- using pride and prejudice as a framework for your teaching is I think, inspired.
0: Yeah. Thank and you very who much. hasn't, who hasn't heard of it? Who's interested yeah. in writing? Exactly. Romance? Exactly. And it's an awesome book. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And yours
1: will be as well, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, So Sarah, who will most benefit from your book? Editors, writers, and when will it be available?
2: Well, I think anyone who's interested in learning about structure, plot and emotional journey of the romance can benefit from this book. And um, I don't have it available yet, but I, um, you can pre-order it and there are links on my website and on Amazon. Um, I'm hoping to have the book available by May, 2022. And um, in the meantime, I have a breakdown of how Jane Austen plotted out Pride and Prejudice, which is available for free as a download on my website
1: brilliant yeah, we'll, we'll put the links to all those links in your sh- in the show notes for this episode Sarah so people can um, find your free download and sign up for pre-order and presumably keep updated about the progress um, of your book's publication via your website too
0: that sounds fantastic yeah. so that's it for this week we hope you've enjoyed this episode you can rate review and subscribe to us via apple podcast spotify or whichever platform you prefer
1: Yes, thank you so much for listening to the Editing Podcast. Thanks again to Sarah for being such a fantastic guest. She's been Louise.
0: And she's been Denise. And the other one's been Sarah. Join us again soon. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Bye.